countdown begins. Fresh. You're listening to the Plumbing Sales Coach, where we give companies the strategies and skills to create a massive customer following. up everybody welcome back to another episode of the fresh approach i'm cf the plummy sales coach your host today we're going to talk about something so important so many people have this problem they want to know how do i price my plumbing product or service so we're going to dive into that the details of exactly how you do that in the service trade now some of you hopefully all of you had a chance to go listen to the live show we talked about pricing on the live show Last night, this is episode 245 on Facebook and YouTube, and you can go watch that live show. We talked about pricing and different things to consider, factors to consider in your pricing, the cost plus pricing, the competitor's pricing, and the perceived value to the customer. We dove into those things, how some of them affect your pricing and how some of them should not affect your pricing. And today we're going to calculate the cost. We're going to take a look at how we can build out this price in a way that we can ensure that we're profitable, but we're also convertible. What I mean by that is that people will say yes to what we have to offer. Sometimes we sing things that we want, but the value is just not there. The pricing isn't right. In fact, if you watch Shark Tank, this is something that they consider in their evaluation when they decide whether or not they're going to invest in a company is their pricing strategy. It actually is a factor. It's important. It matters. The reason why it matters is because the sharks know that if the pricing strategy is incorrect, they A, won't be able to be profitable in the future because things come up that they didn't think about or forecast, or B, they won't be able to convert because the price is too high and the model of value is not there. So we're going to talk about the three things that you have to calculate into your costs when pricing out a plumbing job. And and make no mistake, the price the offer, so to speak, that you give your customer will absolutely play a role in your conversion rate. On top of that, we talk a lot about options. We've talked about options from day one. Options has been something that I've been a part of my entire life as it relates to my professional career in just about any industry I can think of. Options matter. It improves the customer experience. It puts the customer in a position where they feel like they're able to make a decision and that they're the ones making the decision. And when that happens, they're more comfortable. When they're more comfortable, buyer's remorse goes away, callbacks because they want the price broke down into parts of material and time, or callbacks because they just don't agree with the pricing. Their uncle Tony came over and told them that they got ripped off or their friend's a neighbor, uh, their neighbor's a, a plumber or their friend's a plumber or some story like that that we all endure and experience. This is why the pricing model has a flaw. We're going to uncover that 
today when we talk about the three things that you have to factor when you calculate. And you will be surprised at some of these things because the reality is, is that overall it's very difficult. That's what we learned on the show last night. It's very difficult to price a service versus a product. However, what we also learned was there's things that we can take away from that that we can utilize when we price the service that makes it a little more streamlined, makes it a little bit more simple, a little bit easier to do. And when it's simpler and easier to do, the rest of your company, the rest of your team, the rest of your staff understands how the pricing works. They can then help you be more scalable in the moment because they can come up with pricing for things that haven't been thought of. Imagine that they're on a job and they know what it should cost, even if it's not in the physical price book. When you talk about price book, there's really two things you got to consider. Number one, the price book is a tangible price book, but it's also a philosophy. It's also a philosophy. So just keep that in mind when you're building out your price book. There is the actual price book that you will build, but there's also this philosophy. When everybody understands the philosophy within the company, you are absolutely more scalable, duplicatable, and able to grow. You can venture out and even add another shop or go into another city or add a 10th guy or add a 20th guy or add a 30th guy. Some of you are out there building a mess, and I'm fine with that. But the bigger the mess gets, the harder it's going to be to clean up at some point. The price book is absolutely, especially the philosophy of the price book is at the core. It is part of the foundation of the company. The tangible price book, therefore, uh, however, is not. The tangible price book is something that ever evolves. It's constantly changing. New products come out. New um, upgrades come out. Things change. Codes change. Um, and so the price book evolves, the price book evolves. Here's the very first thing that we're going to talk about today when it comes to price book, and that is materials and their costs associated to materials. Whenever we do a plumbing job, we have materials that go on the job. This is what the article that we've been working off for the podcast and the show I had to say, by the way, for those that are just jumping on and maybe didn't see the show already, we got this particular article from Inc.com. Guides to Pricing Your Services. This is Inc.com. For you that don't know what Inc.com is, it is a site that hosts a lot of articles as it relates to entrepreneurship, as it relates to business and owning a business. This is what they had to say. Materials. These are the costs of goods you use in providing the service. Okay, these are the costs of the goods you use and providing the service. This is not the telephone that's sitting on the desk back at the office. These are the materials. These are the goods that you use in providing the service. This is the water heater. This is the piece of pipe. This is the fitting. This is the dope. This is the glue. This is the so forth and so on. They give an example. A cleaning business would need to factor in costs of paper towels, cleaning solutions, rubber gloves, etc., an auto repair guy, let's back up. That could be shoe covers. Could be gloves. An auto repair business would tally up the cost of supplies such as brake pads, spark plugs, which are being installed by a service person. You may want to include the material list with your estimate and bidding for a job. I do not agree with that. I don't agree with that. You don't need to. You don't need to break these things down. What you need to do is have an upfront price, not a flat rate price but an upfront price. 
Every water heater isn't exactly the same. I get that. But the customers should know how much they're paying before the work starts. And it shouldn't be based on time. Just like you don't want them to base it on time. Like that only took you two hours. When I convert a job, they're excited the faster I go because of the way that I sell the job, the way that I offer the job. I offer a solution, not time. But materials are a part of that. Go back and watch the show last night. This, this is... Really, those that are listening to the podcast, those that watch the show, you're a part of the Fresh Force. You're an advocate for always be serving. You're an advocate for service over sales. You're an advocate for this idea that we're going to give people a better experience, that we're going to give our customer the time of their life, at least the best we can as it relates to them having a flood or a leak or damage. But we're definitely going to take this experience and make it better. In fact, I tell my customers in the same kind of way that I want to take their negative situation and turn it into a positive experience. I want to take their expense and turn it into an investment. I want to take what's broken and what they have to fix and turn it into something that they want or they can upgrade to. Just a little tidbit there. Just a little side piece there. If you're part of the Fresh Force, we love you. We appreciate you. And we want you to know we see you. We feel it and we love it and it pumps us up. It motivates us. Be a part of the Fresh Force. What do you got to do to be a part of the Fresh Force? All you got to do is share the show, tell people about it, throw our hashtags in your posts. Just let us know you're listening and you're a part of the Fresh Force. Maybe we'll send you some hat or some gear, or some merch. I've been seeing a lot of pictures of our merch online lately. Uh, people wearing hats, taking photos of their family. I love it. it makes me cry. I'm joking. I don't cry. I'm, I'm, I don't cry. Okay. Sometimes. If the commercial is real sad. All right. Here's the thing. We're going to get into this second point. These two first points, the, the material costs, and then the second one is labor costs. These two things combined together is what I call job costing. Basically, it's what it costs to do the job. Costs of goods and services is what you would hear in a marketing book or, or in a finance book. But this is, this is what they say labor. Labor is the cost of direct labor you hire to provide a service. This is a direct labor you hire to provide a service. This is not your management. This is not your CSR. This is the technician. And this is the apprentice slash helper slash gopher associated to doing the job. A subcontractor maybe. Says so this would be the hourly wages of your cleaning crew. They're using that example again as the cleaning company and or a portion of your mechanic's salary and benefits while they were providing the service for your customer. The SBA, Small Business Association, some of you know who they are from the PPP loans and the EIDL loans, but the SBA has a bigger role than just handing out money. So does the government. The SBA recommends using a time card and clock to keep tabs on the numbers of hours and labor involved in providing each service for a customer. Did you hear that? The SBA recommends using a time card and clock to keep tabs on the number of hours of labor involved. That's the key word. In providing each service for a customer. If you suck at marketing, you can only make your phone ring once a day. And you hire 20 people to service that one call. The customer should not have a higher price for their water heater because you're poor at hiring and you're poor at marketing. If you decide to go buy a Lamborghini Euro about a $250,000 car and deliver parts in it, 
The customer should not pay more because you're poor with money, because you manage money poorly, because you don't know how to run a business. I've seen business owners. I've experienced business owners. One, I mean, well, I'm not going to get into these, but just I have a lot of stories of owners who act like they know what they're doing, and the reality is, is they don't. They spend the money faster than they make it, and then therefore they think their prices have to go up. This idea of making more money by raising your prices, it's got a limit. It's not scalable. It's not duplicatable. And once again, if your price book is so out of whack that it's not convertible, it'll actually cost you money to raise your prices, believe it or not. Now, I know there's some people out there that have had success raising their prices, and that's great. Sometimes we recommend people do that based on where they're at. All I'm saying is, is know how you got to your price and you need to understand these principles right here. See, here's, here's the final, the final point that we're going to get to here in a few minutes. And it's interesting that they included this because it matters in business. We found a way to, to eliminate this from being so, um, up and down, you know, like when you make a cup or you make a widget or you make a toy, there's a certain cost associated with that. And then when you buy more, the cost goes down a little bit. And it's somewhat consistent though. And when you start a plumbing company or a service company, it just doesn't work that way. Just doesn't work that way. Uh, the amount of typically around two to three trucks, if you're building a legitimate plumbing company, you're going to find that you start making money around that second and third truck. But for some reason, that fourth truck's a break-even truck because it's part of your foundation. You have to invest a little bit more. I always told people I have eight kids. They say, what was, you know, you never, I said, look, the hardest one to have is the third one. You know, think about it. If you're throwing two balls in the air, you're not juggling, but at three, you're actually juggling. And that requires a skill set, a real skill set. Four, five, and six is just juggling still. When we had our third kid, I realized the world was made for families of four. Two seats in the back, two seats in the front, three bedroom houses. The world was made for a party of four. And or I should say a family of four. And when, when we had our fifth kid, we really had to get a bigger car, a bigger house, bigger everything. Plumbing is that way. It's not it's it's disproportionate in the way that it that it grows. And so you gotta understand that. So you gotta be able to generate revenue air for your business, so to speak, so that it can breathe, so you can be healthy, so you can grow. I call it living in the sanity versus the insanity. If some of you are out there every single day and all you're doing is money laundering through the idea of a plumbing business, the money comes in and it goes right back out. The money comes in and then at the end of the week, you still somehow have to pull money out of your personal account to pay the bills. Well, you either got a broken price book in a few ways, it's too expensive and it's not converting or it's too cheap and it's not profitable. Or you're bad with money. I've seen people take both of those on at one, one time. Broken price book and they're bad at money. Here's the third point. Look, before we get into this third point, if, if you're needing help with this, get in the coaching program. Like we have free training. We have free coaching. We have free ways to help you. We have paid ways to help you. Right now, we have a, a company that has absolutely blown it out of the waters, Mr. Drippy Plumbing out of Birmingham, Alabama. And the owner has become a, a certified fresh coach. His name is Patrick Leonard. So now we have a team of people that can help you. It'll not just be me anymore. It'll be other owners who have actually done this and applied this out of this program, not just any owner, but someone out of this program and could show you exactly how to do it. 
All you got to do is reach out to us at theplumbingsalescoach.com and we will get you more information. We can also get you set up with some free training. We can get you our free ebook. We can get you whatever you need. Here's what I know. Everybody that comes to us and gets something benefits. I do know that. That's for the most part pretty accurate. There's a few people that have probably listened to a few things and never implemented it. But for the most part, even the free stuff, the free stuff has meat to it. It will help. Theplumbingsalescoach.com. Get your free stuff, yo. All right, this third point is overhead costs. Now, this is something that you have to factor. I have found a way to figure out what the averages are on overhead costs for a service business because I owned a house cleaning company and sold it. I've had, this is my third seven-figure company that I've owned uh, personally that I've built from scratch that I've generated over seven figures with. So I've got a lot of examples. And then the hundreds of plumbing companies that I've coached or uh, you know, the one that I ran or, um, all the ones that I've actively been involved with just helping, uh, either coaching on site or coaching through zoom or coaching some way, some way, sh- shape or form. It's consistent. California, New York, doesn't matter. Florida, doesn't matter. Small town, USA, large town out of the country. doesn't matter. Canada, Australia, it doesn't matter. It's all the same. There's a percentage of your money that goes towards over costs, but these are the costs that are indirect costs. This is what they had to say. Overhead costs are the are the indirect costs to your business and providing services to your customers. Examples include labor for other people who run the firm, whether administrative assistance or human resource personnel. Other overhead costs include your monthly rent, taxes, insurance, depreciation, advertising, office supplies, utilities, mileage. The SBA suggests that a reasonable amount of these overhead costs should be billed to each service performed, whether in an hourly rate or a percentage, ding, 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 as a percentage. Because here's the thing. Again, if you go buy a Lamborghini Urus to run your parts in and someone else buys a Ford Transit Connect to run their parts in and they factor that into their price book, one's going to be higher priced than the other, but the service is going to be the same. And it's not that the one that's higher price is actually going to make more money. No, they're going to send that money off to Lamborghini. So the reality is, is that they've just made themselves a price book that's not as convertible. They're going to have a hard time making that Lamborghini payment. It says the SBA suggests the reason why these overhead costs should be built at a service perform, whether it's an hourly rate or percentage. And it says one important thing to note. Don't just depend on the figures from last year to determine your overhead costs. You need to charge customer rates all that cover your current costs, including higher salaries, employees, employees, inflation, et cetera. Here's the bottom line. Our price book calculator you, has a little calculator in there. You can add up the material costs and paste them in. So that means each and every job, the price book is updated at the moment, at the time that any pricing goes up on supplies, any pricing goes up on labor. It's all calculated right then and there. The last little piece of this, and, and, and it's really not another point, is that you have to de- determine a fair, a fair profit margin. So when you think about material costs, labor costs, overhead costs, and profit margins, and you look at how we train, we basically teach people, look, you can't manage a million dollars until you learn how to manage one dollar. You can't generate a million dollars until you learn how to generate one dollar. You can't convert a million dollars until you learn how to convert one dollar. So we break one dollar bill down to its simplest form and show you where the money's supposed to go. And from there, we can build a price book based on that and based off this article and based off any other common sense factors. If your price book requires you to figure out the algorithm of how gas prices go up and down, it's broken. If you're starting to calculate for all of the loss and all of the failure, 
you're planning to lose, it's broken. If you're starting to add in things to your price book, like your advertising costs and all these other associated fees that don't have to do with actually doing the work, but they're just actual overhead costs, your price book becomes inflated and it's broken. You know, I've talked to so many people who created price books. Some of them are just full of it, to be honest with you, and others actually know what they're talking about. One guy I will tell you that does know what he's talking about is Larry Enright, Skyboss. And I've, I've been in his office, we've talked a few times, shared each other's thoughts on pricing, and we're really that much that, that much off. Larry actually adds in a fee or a, a fixed amount for his uh, marketing, for his call out. And I've just factored it in as, as a percentage. So we're both considering it, but we're just going about it differently. So absolutely, the overhead has to be considered. But if you take your overhead and your material costs and all these different things, and then you calculate an hourly rate, you're, you're, it's, that's broken for a lot of reasons. Number one, you can't predict the consistency in which that parts and materials goes up. Meaning a lot of these price books are broken. If you play with them, you'll find it out. Just put in that you're going to spend an hour on a job with $2,000 in parts versus 20 hours with $5 in parts and look at the despair in a lot of these price books, even price books that I've seen out there that are uh, done for you, all filled out for you. The problem with these things is they're not AI. They're not in the moment intelligent. They don't have the intel that it's required to make the adjustments for right now. So it's called predictive. You have to basically kind of plan ahead and assume what your loss is going to be. Assume what your overhead is going to be. Assume what your, no. Run your business on 25% of your money. Profit 25% of your money and put the other 50% back into the service or the product that you're, you're solving. That's wholesale. That's economy 101 that's business basics retail is going to be a little bit higher than that we've done the math for you download the price book calculator psc calculator on apple right now you'll have access to the price book calculator you'll also have access to our growth calculator and you'll have access to all these podcasts it's all free just go download it get the ebook from our website theplumbingsalescoach.com you put the ebook together with the price book calculator and you got something there that's all free. The ebook's going to tell you that you don't need more calls, you don't need better guys, and you don't need better customers. You need to do more with your goals, you need to make your guys better, and you need to give your customers a reason to buy. That's the reality. Okay, make sure you go get that stuff. I love you guys. I appreciate it. 40,000 downloads on the podcast. Blowing my mind. I cannot believe it. Uh, last night we had... Um, a bunch of people on the show. You guys are missing out on that. Over a hundred comments from different owners and plumbers and people in the trade that you could be communicating with. Those shows are on Tuesday and Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern time, and you can go on Facebook or YouTube to watch those. And again, there's two shows. There's the show happening on the camera, and then there's the show happening in the comments. And uh, you need to check that out, guys. I love you. And um, we do this because we want you to get better. I'm, I'm, I'm doing this because I want you to, to get stronger. And I want you to understand so many people want to tell you what to do. I want to tell you how to do it and why you should do it so you can come to your own conclusion. And then you can trust it the same way that I run a call in a home. I want the customer to understand exactly what the solution is on their own terms so they can trust it and understand it and feel better about it. You'll go farther, your business will go farther, and your brand will go farther. I love you. And as always, remember, serve your community and everything, not just plumbing. Have a great day, everyone. Fresh.
Thanks for listening to another episode of The Fresh Approach. Be sure to check out our new show, The Fresh Experience, on Tuesdays and Thursdays at 8 p.m. Eastern on YouTube and Facebook. We'll see you there. Fresh. Fresh.